0: I would like to welcome you all to Core Voices Talk Show. It is my pleasure to be your host. I'm Jasveer Kaur Rubabban. Today is a very, very special show for me. Um, those of you that are aware of my journey, you know how huge a role Raj Academy has played for me in my personal development. Those of you that don't know, you will have the opportunity today to learn a little bit about that magic that has helped me deal with my struggles. And today is extra special because it is the 26th birthday celebration of Raj Academy. Raj Academy was founded in 1994 by my wonderful, amazing teacher, Professor Surinder Singhji, who you guys have all met several weeks ago. And he had an amazing discussion with us to share the magic of how sound heals. Raj Academy is the school that he created to encourage education, of wellness through sound. It's the leading global movement of reviving, inspiring and empowering individuals with the tools and applied science of sick music for wellness. And it is, it's life-giving for me. It actually saved my life, but we'll go into that later. Today, being the birthday celebration, there are so many wonderful events that Raj Academy are putting on as gifts for the community for each and every one of you. And I'll be putting the links in the chat during our show today, please hit those links, go out and support, hit that like button, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button and let's show up and support good organizations doing excellent work. Raj Academy is also the world's leading institution providing quality sick music education to heal the mind. That was the purpose of Sikh music, was the language to communicate our emotions and heal our mind. And today I have two incredibly powerful Sikh sisters who have been on this journey of sound with me. And I want to bring them into our core voices space so that they can share their stories of healing with us all. Firstly, I'd like to introduce Gagandeep Gore, who serves as Raj Academy's manager to inspire the students to go above and beyond. Sick music for her is something that has colored her world, allowing her to paint a new reality for herself and see beyond the challenges and obstacles through the lens of emotional awareness. And the mesmerizing world of sound has enabled her to build a new relationship with herself and her emotional landscape for a more humble and content life. Niranjan Gore from Germany is a musician, a Nad Yoga teacher, and a Sikh music therapist. She is serving in the Raj Academy team as the happiness coordinator, and she does it very well. She makes everybody smile. You're going to see that today, and she's also one of the executives of the non-profit organization Nad Yoga Council. Besides that, Nirenjan is sharing her passion for Sikh music in the academic world where she is working as a contract teacher in the Mannheim University of Music and Performing Arts in Germany. She is passionately working on many projects to share and connect people to Sikh music. And something that neither of them told me explicitly, but I know about them, is that they both play the sarangi. so now you get to meet these two magical sisters. Welcome. This uh, is
1: It's
0: lovely to have you both here.
1: It's lovely to be here. I'm really
0: excited for today's talk. Thank you. Thank you for joining our Core Voices community, our beautiful little Sangat. Um, I'm excited for you to share the power of Sikh music today with everybody. And we can talk together as sisters. We've been on that journey together, but I'm going to start. And you can tell me first, how is Raj Academy's birthday weekend going? It's going awesome. We're having an awesome day. Beautiful. And I just
1: want to say thank you to all the, the community, the sangha, the, the beautiful wishes, the, the amount of uh, just response that we've had. is just been beautiful. So thank you so much. It just made it more special for us.
0: Wonderful. And what sort of events did you have going on today?
1: We just did a documentary and there was so much engagement from that. Our half an hour Q&A went to an hour. So thank you for everybody who tuned in for that. Uh, We had a documentary. We had a three-seat music training. There is going to be more. There's an offer on there. There's a jupti, there's downloads, there's giveaways. Mm -hmm. I won't give the surprise away. You can look at the links when they come out. But yes, we've got more workshops throughout the whole of September. So do check out the links.
0: Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm just popping some of them into the chat. So those of you that are able to save the links and go and check them out as soon as we're done the show because there are lots of wonderful free gifts for you all to enjoy. And Niranjan, how has your birthday weekend been for Raj Academy? Super exciting. Um, I'm glad
2: my phone survived all the activity (laughs) that was on there during the whole day. Um, We received so many congratulations and birthday wishes. And it was just very beautiful to see all the support and the love um, that's coming back from the Sangat. And yeah, it was a really exciting day. And it's just the first day of our whole week of celebration. So... Yeah we have just started celebrating, and there's so much more to come, and I'm really excited.
0: Yes. Birthday week is my favorite. I think it should be like birthday year and just like every day we carry on. So maybe that's what we can hope for together. Um, I want to ask you, ladies, um, what got you onto this path of sick music? Before we explore it and the therapeutic angle, I think if we just saw a, a few Cs for our listeners to get glued in um, and just understand a little bit more about your personal experiences and journey through Sikh music. So maybe if you can share, uh, Nirenjan, what got you onto this path? Um, and how has it helped you? <laughs>
2: Thank you um, for that question. So, for me, it actually brings us right into the topic of Sikh music as a therapy because I didn't have any cultural or religious connection of any sort with Sikh music. Um, I didn't even know that something like Sikh music exists out there and I just walked into a concert uh, by our teacher, Yogi of Sam, Professor Surinda Singh pretty much um, by chance a friend took me with her and I went there as a music student. I was in a phase of my life where I was very stressed um, and I was already on a search to find something more, um, something that gives my life purpose and um, a vision and a, a direction and something that just makes everything meaningful
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um but i hadn't expected to find that (laughs) in this um indian music concert i went there without any um expectations and i just sat there you were there as well um playing the dabab and i sat there for an hour and the effect was just so amazing Um, I had a very big physical impact from the sound. So I came in with a lot of back pain. Back pain was something I struggled with um, regularly due to my intensive practice and um, the stress I was carrying. So just after one hour of listening to uh, Yogiji and his jatta, my whole body was relaxed. It was like completely reset um, just the way that you would feel after a massage or a therapy session, um, physical therapy session. Oh. And for the first time since years, I've had a smile on my face, which was coming from inside and I didn't know where it came from. And I was so intrigued because I was studying music. So um, pretty much the whole day I was um, practicing music in one way or the other, but that had never happened. So I was so intrigued to find out how this works, and I wanted to um, have this feeling back, <laughs> this feeling of being content and happy, and that's how it all started.
0: Wow, very, very beautiful. And I think it's it's more more meaningful because you come from a neutral background. A lot of us, like myself and Gagan, you know, we've had exposure in our younger years in a different way. So it's it's really powerful to see it from from a neutral perspective as to how this works. And um, I think that's what's going to make today's conversation really special. And Gagan, you could also share, please.
1: Yes, so I, I did start learning Gita for about two years as a, a child, growing up, and early in my like early 20s or even when I was 19 maybe I heard that there was some string instruments. What they were or what they looked like I have no idea but I was actually at Wangodwara and I was walking on the balcony, they have a balcony, and somebody was playing uh, a durba. Now I know it was a dhurba but then I didn't know, all I knew was like oh that's the sound of a string instrument and it was just a few split seconds and I thought okay I'm gonna go home I'm gonna research about this but I never did probably a couple of days or weeks went by i'm at the same place and the same thing happens and i'm like okay this is a sign i have to go and i have to research about this because i need to learn i i, want, I was looking for a way of similar to what naranjan was saying that you finish university and you feel like oh my gosh is this what i'm gonna do nine to five this doesn't feel like my life like is this it i i there was such a longing of like how can I connect to myself? There must be a higher purposeful life that I can I can lead. And doing a nine to five I didn't feel like it. And I only just started my new job as well. So now I'm already feeling like that. So I thought, let me connect back to keep And that's where I was hearing this at the Gurdwara, the, somebody was sitting on the balcony and playing a, a string instrument. And that's when I got connected and searched and I found Raj Academy. And I just knew from their first workshop that there is something in my gut saying, this is the place I need to be. And looking back over the years, I can say that I was definitely meant to be there. And this is my journey that was supposed to heal me, yeah.
0: Wow, wow, that's that's so powerful. Um, And I hope that you're all excited to learn more about both of their journeys. I'm going to jump in and ask the, answer the question as well. <laughs> so I found uh, The Path of Sikh Music by chance. And um, a friend of mine used to learn from Yogiji from Professor Surinder Singh-ji in Southall. And I just happened to join her at one of the classes I was waiting for her so we could go and have dinner. Um, and that was how my interaction began. And it was intrigue from the heritage side first where... I was I was surprised to also learn in my very early 20s that the harmonium is not a Sikh instrument. I had only ever seen the harmonium being played in Gurdwaras everywhere. And all of the different ragis that would put out keep them they're all sitting with the harmonium. And they're made in India, so why would I even question whether this is an Indian instrument? But now I was in a situation where I was being challenged that this is not an Indian instrument, and I need to research to understand um, how this story works and what went on here. And that was where my quest began, to understand more about the tools, the instruments that the gurus had created specifically for the use of Sikh music, which I thought was incredible. I was just blown away at the genius that could create not just a whole way of thinking, a new way of living, new values, better values, should I say, the whole of the Guru Granth Sahib, all of this work that was being done and to fight for, for social justice for other faiths, this was incredible. And on top of that, to also create musical instruments to support that journey, I was just completely astonished. Um, and that was where, where my journey began, and it led to where I am now, and I'm a practitioner of Sikh music as therapy. Um, my master's study is in Nad Yoga, which is Sikh music therapy, and um, it's something that has served me time and time again to help me in my deepest, darkest, and most difficult moments. So I'm excited to, to have this conversation together um, so we can – share with the viewers and the listeners how that works are you guys excited (laughs) (laughs) good good. you seem very shy okay we like you to just be relaxed so don't worry just be yourselves this is your space okay (laughs) so can i ask you to begin with um can you share with us what is sick music therapy and how does it work? And I'd like each of you to answer. Um, So who would like to go first? I can go? Yes, go again.
1: For me, Seek Music is understanding where I am in in this moment, in this space, and understanding how I'm feeling and my emotions, and where do I wanna go? And then Seek Music Therapy has helped me to recognize those feelings and those emotions to be able to be like to pinpoint a nice little frame or framework for me to be able to like okay this is how i need to come out of this process or this situation or a problem whichever you're going through and it's helped me to come through that journey to get to where i need to be and it's it's a journey of emotions and it's healing in that sense so wherever i am i can feel like okay how do i want to get out of this situation or uh, into a more better position.
0: And how would you say sick music therapy works if somebody new to the space is trying to understand?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say it's tuning into yourself and your your feelings, which a lot of us don't. Uh, I would say don't because at the beginning for myself, it wasn't that I, I didn't want to, I just couldn't. I just did I just felt like a, I carried around so many blocks that it took me a good couple of years to kind of just break down. And in order to do that, it was only through Sikh music that I could actually understand myself and where I'm at and how can I take the next steps.
0: Mm, beautiful. And Nirenjan, what about you?
2: Um, Gagan has already said it so beautifully. Um, I would just like to add um, the special thing for me about Sikh music therapy is that it is a controlled and very precise therapy. So other than in other traditions where music is uh, used therapeutically, we have in Sikh music therapy a completeness and a roundness of Um, all the 60 different moods we can experience in our lives. So it's not just um, that we have, I don't know, five different uh, songs which might help us to relax or make us more happy or feel more motivated. Um, We can go through all the different shades of emotions and moods, and we can diagnose very precisely uh, what we need in a particular situation. And apply it uh, very precisely, and there is nothing missing in this. It is everything you can ever experience has a rag which deals with it in some way or the other, and that is really, really special
0: about Sikh music therapy. Mm, how beautiful! Now, can you tell us what is a rag? A rag is a musical mood, so it
2: does consist of particular um, musical notes, a particular scale, but more importantly it has specific emotions which which are assigned to this rag or this rag is composed out of these emotions. Um, So you get a very clear picture of the whole mood that it expresses by um putting together these emotions in a balanced way so that it's kind of um like you go into a room that is very untidy with all the those different emotions and your emotional chaos and the dark um, brings a balance into it and it puts everything in a nice place so you can you still have those emotions you don't put them in the trash but you balance them out and you put them into their nice, beautiful places where you can actually use them and um, thrive from them. Use them as your power.
0: Mm. And Gagan, do you do you agree with that? Do you want to add anything to what a rag is? No,
1: that's I completely agree, and I think it's just fascinating about the the whole uh, Sikh music therapy that is the emotions and the vows that they carry information for us. And that's what's made this journey a bit more, even more fascinating to study and go through, because there is a, there is a story, there is data, there is information that's been carried with those feelings. And it's for us to understand what they are, because sometimes we categorize them by, oh, this feeling is not good. I should push it away or stay away from it. Or I want to bring this emotion in, but I don't know how. And uh, sometimes it's just, uh, very external, whereas this this whole process is very internal mm. and it's core, which is the, the key
0: thing that draws me. So generally when we hear the word rag, um, there might be people who have never heard that before. Um, it's associated with probably Indian classical music um, and complex musical patterns. And um, and what you've both expressed about RAG is very much different to that. So how do the two link the the technical framework of it and how people might associate with it at the moment? How can we repackage that in our minds and see a RAG from a different lens? I think it
2: has a lot to do with how you learn the RAG. So you can make it very complicated by... Um, taking it from a musical angle and um, trying to figure it out just um, technically or you can um, start from an emotional angle where you connect to what where you connect what you are feeling to what you are expressing or what you are listening to. And once we make this connection to the sound, it's not something difficult or something we have to... Study like we would study for an exam, some, I don't know, information. It's, it's something that resonates with you and comes very natural to you. And taking time to connect to one rak instead of trying to um, be able to play all the 60 rags, uh within the first year of your studies, <laughs> um, taking the time to actually go really, really deep into one rag is much more fruitful and will have much more effect for you um, in your life, to compose your life. So um, I think there's no no reason to be hesitant to start learning because I've never experienced um, any complications in the way that um, Guru Nanak is setting this up and in the way Raj Academy is carrying this forward and teaching from an angle that makes
0: sense on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for helping us to see things from a different lens. Um, From my own perspective, um, I was first introduced to um, the idea of rags from a classical perspective and I was taught or told, not taught, told that in order for me to learn Sikh music I need to learn Indian, Indian classical music first. I need to find an Indian classical music teacher and learn the rags and then I can come and understand Sikh music and that didn't sit well with me. It didn't make sense um, from the, the angle of Sikhi that my guru wouldn't send me to somebody else and say, go and learn this from there and then come here. Um, if this is our guru, the central body of wisdom for us to grow from and improve our lives, then everything is here. And um, my faith was firmly rooted in that belief that everything is here. My, my guru, Guru Granth Sahib Ji is perfect, is Sampooran. And my journey is to understand how to connect with my guru. So um, I, I, I didn't follow that path of going to find and understand Indian classical music, although many may criticise that. But my journey wasn't centred around wanting to learn music. My journey was driven by a desire to connect with Shabad Guru and work out how, how do we become Angsang with Guru? How do we become one, part of the eternal body of wisdom that the Guru Granth represents and is, how does that happen? And um, it was when I met Yogiji that he helped me to understand that there's a process of us uh, applying our lived experience into these musical frameworks, which evoke these moods from within us that we relate to as humans, this this language of emotions that, that is spoken through sound. These are the, this is the rapping. Around the Shabbat, to help us to understand it better and to live it in our lives, um, and I was I was fascinated. I didn't understand what it meant. It just sounded really nice, <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, it, then it started to make sense that when we connect our human experience into a mood, as Nirenjan, you were explaining these these sixty different moods that we live as humans. Um, So there are 60 rags. I was going to ask you guys a question, but I'm just going to throw the answer in there. Um, We're often used to hearing 31, um, but I I invite you all to go on a journey of learning. If you feel there are 31, um, go on a journey of sitting with Guru Granth Sahib Maharaj, go through every Shabad and write down every single rag that you read, that you see with your eyes written there in the Guru, and then total them up. What what number do you get to? Share that with us and we can help to guide you. This is the work that we do. It's easy for us to put out information and say, here, please follow this, but we're in a space of education and learning. So in order to do that, we must be open to having our existing viewpoints and perspectives challenged so that we can grow. And I invite you to do that. I invite you to grow, to go and research, to go and learn, get to know your guru. And on that journey, you're going to get to know yourself. And that was what happened for, for each of us, I think, as we were walking on those little footprints, we, we discovered new parts of, of ourselves. Um, what was your most joyful part of your journey? <laughs> I see you both. <laughs> like, what, what was that moment of magic when it worked for you? And it was like, yes.
1: I would say for myself, um, I, t- I took a rod basically and I used it throughout my whole day. And that experience was where you don't have to control a situation. You don't have to control your day. You just flow with it and it carries you for the whole day. And my my speech, my response, my reactions, my work, everything around me was flowing into that this energy and it was just so beautiful that from my start to the moment I woke up to the moment I slept was just like, I could look at it like I put it a little, like a little present box. It was just so beautiful to be able to flow in this, into this, into this, just it was Sikh music for me that whole day I just spent like to be in that space where you can can really live as your true self and Mm -hmm. know how to.
0: Mm, beautiful. Niranjan. what was your moment of magic? There were so many moments of magic,
2: but um, I'm going to share one special one with you. Um, so when I was telling you my first um, meeting with Sikh music was a concert and I saw Yogiji singing and um, all the people around him singing with him and this resonance. And it was, I was in a completely, like, in a different world. Something happened in my mind that made a connection, which I never had before, and it's really difficult to describe this um, because it's something that happens inside. It's not possible for me to find words to describe how it feels when you are completely connected inside and you feel like, um, you just want to be in this moment. There's nothing more to achieve. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And a special, special moment for me was um, because since then, my wish was to, to just sit next to Yogi on the stage and just be in this space with him. And a very special moment for me was when I was on the stage. Uh, we were in America. You we were there too. And um, I was singing Suhi on the stage, my sister was joining me, which was beautiful and um, some really wonderful rababis. And I connected to this space uh, without even uh, needing my teacher uh, guide in this particular performance. I, I was able to make this connection myself and in this moment it felt so powerful. I felt like this is where I wanted to be five years ago. And here I am. And it's just those moments which make you almost addicted (laughs) to to keep keep practicing and keep growing and um, just looking for this oneness in every moment so that it's not just there when you are uh, really in the space of singing and playing but you are always 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 connected to this communication between your mind and body and soul.
0: Wow so this is so nice like really really nice <laughs> and, and Varun just popped in the comments he said that he remembers that moment Niranjan <laughs> There's Aww. lots of love in the comments. Um, um, Oh, I'm I'm really grateful for this conversation because um, we've had, in the last few weeks, we've had more hard-hitting topics that we were discussing in this space, which are equally as important because they don't get highlighted. And we've been talking a lot about trauma and different types of stress and pain that we can carry emotionally. Um, And it's nice to have this ray of light through both of you where we can share something to, to support our community, to show up and say, okay, there are better tools out there. Um, there's, there's a whole variety of different types of therapy and resources that you can reach to. Um, and we're just trying to, to share with you that Sikh music is another one that roots us deeply into our Sikhi and that helps us to connect with Guru Sab through our experiences. Um, one thing that i was hoping that you could share with our wonderful community is what kinds of issues can sick music therapy be used for
1: should i go first
0: go for it
1: so my first uh issue i would say it was actually an issue for myself i really struggled with migraines so the first thing i came in And when I heard uh, Yogi talking about how you can heal yourself with sound, and I was like, okay, like you said, just really, oh, it sounds fascinating. But until you actually go through it, you're like, oh, wow. And it hits you hard that, okay, oh, my gosh, I can can do this. Because for me, it was at least two years every day with a migraine, and I could not get rid of it. And I just could not, like, break out of this, this, cycle that I found myself in and I had to you I was like, I was trying everything, like everything and anything, um, but I actually went to music and I found that this was the easiest route rather than taking like a, a painkiller because I never used to, I couldn't be asked to, if I'm going to have a migraine every day, there's no point me trying to drug myself with something, so I would always go to music and then that, I felt like the instant moment that I would listen to something my breathing would be regulated I would not I would stop shaking my I could focus I felt like oxygen had been like I could breathe again I just had a a rush of oxygen to myself and there's there's something happening in my brain cells basically and it would just help me to feel like myself again so that was my biggest connection at the beginning like okay I need I need more of this and then from there was a slowly next step so to be able to see okay look a bit deeper and go to the core because it could be okay I can just address my migraine with a load of other things try to relax or do a little pampering but it's not addressing yourself at the core and this is what I wanted because I always felt like I had to cancel my plans I had to cancel uh, I had to work around my whole schedule just about how I was feeling, and it was over-consuming me rather than me being able to drive and how to how I wanted to schedule my day. So this was my first uh, step into using it.
0: Wow! So to to think of music therapy as a support for migraines sounds a little bit you know to the ear it's like oh really um but thank you for sharing that especially from your own experience um because migraines um and just how stress sits in the body affects each each of us differently and they can be so so difficult and debilitating to deal with um so i hope that everybody who's tuning in who's ever suffered with anything like that you know that there are there are other ways that you can be supported to deal with that. Um, And Nirenjan, what would you like to add?
2: My answer is uh, sick music can help you with everything, basically. Um, It really sounds maybe very unbelievable that it can fix your physical issues too, but it can do that because it can... um, Help us to be emotionally balanced and stable and as soon as our mind is happy our body will be so much happier um, i have been struggling with many many different issues physically constantly all my life like all my probably since I was 10, I was suffering from back pain. I was suffering from stomach problems, headaches, very, very frequently, which was all related to my body expressing that um, my body was just stressed. And since I've started this journey of um, being in a practice of meditation and expressing and listening every day, I don't have any physical issues anymore, really. it's um, really amazing and I've shared with you those moments where I had a direct physical impact from sound and there were several moments like this where within only a few minutes my whole physical um, how do you say like constitution I don't know if you can say this in English changed um, in really in a really short time just um, through sound. On your mental level, it can do amazing things. Um, one thing I can share with you that five years ago, um, I, I would have never agreed <laughs> to be on a public talk show. Um, I was the shyest person ever. I had really um, a big gap between all the creativity and all the ideas which were inside of me and this shyness that I couldn't express and it was really difficult for me because my inside and my outside were so different and sound helped me to make this connection more, to, to feel more more comfortable and more secure in my expression. And spiritually, of course, you you start um, listening to that voice of your soul. So slowly you start making that connection to, um, to this you inside of you which is um which represents the love and which represents the the service for humanity and which represents your spiritual quest and incorporating this reality in your life um is is um just serving your overall health so much as well. Mm. Yeah thank, thank you, you. Yes,
1: Kagan. May I add something? Because it's funny when we, um, we go to a, a, or, a or music or um, whatever you want to call it, a class and everyone similar to what Norendra was saying, it's, I would say, everyone always says, oh, I can't sing, so I'm not going to take this up or I can't play an instrument. But it's, it's actually expression because I was very much similar to what was saying that it was, for me, it was very much anxiety that it just stopped me from doing so much. And once you understand your your connection, you build that safe space where your inside and outside is matching and there's nothing that can get in the way, that you're you're so grounded in yourself. It just enables you to do so much. And you flow so much nicely. And it's definitely helped me with anxiety because you're expressing yourself. You're not singing for the sake of it. You're, you're giving your your voice permission to speak. You're giving yourself your yourself permission to own your voice. And it's a form of expression, the singing is. And that's what everybody kind of kind of hides away. They think they have to come here and sing and I have to have a beautiful voice, but the voice is, can you own your own
0: voice and express mm-hmm. that,
1: which is within.
0: So beautifully said, I love that. Yeah thank you thank you gogan for sharing that and my little contribution to that is um, i i started my journey at 18 um to understand sick music and um often we put really unrealistic expectations and pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. and somehow we Uh, we convince ourselves or other people convince us that because we're walking on a path now we must be images of perfection and therefore if something um, happens to us a personal issue or a whatever issue on that journey then we have to uh, pretend like we're okay Um, but I realized through this journey that I could give myself permission to be me me in my truth and in my reality in Satnam to sit in that space of truth and say, how am I feeling right now? I want to represent goodness. I want to show up in a positive way for myself and for my Sangat. But I might not have that capacity if I'm dealing with something difficult. And that means I'm a work in progress. And that's why we are all called Sikh and we're not called Guru. So we know that we are going to always be a work in progress, which means we we will have obstacles, we will have difficult moments, but when we have the tools to deal with these things, it means that they become a little bit easier. They become, it makes that, you know, it takes the edge off that bump. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a tough time. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have obstacles and difficult moments in your life. You will because that is life. But this just enables you to deal with them maybe with a smile, maybe with a little bit more love and a little bit more gratitude towards yourself. When we make mistakes, we become our own worst enemy. We're the ones saying, oh, you should have done this. Why didn't you do this? And we feel guilty and we carry those feelings and we don't know how to to express them and release them. So they consume us inside. And um, that was my disclaimer that I was putting on the table that we're all human So let's just have human expectations of one another and not inhuman expectations. Um, I was criticised deeply in my journey. So I I started um, in 2002 and in my process of learning during that journey, um, 10 years later in 2012, I went through um, a very, very difficult experience in my life uh, where I lost one of my brothers. And this was devastating and traumatic on so many levels. It's not something that I can talk about here right now, um, but it it took me to a very dark place within me. And remember, I was on this journey of light, of shabbat, mm-hmm. of kirtan of Sikh music, and I knew how to use the tools, but I'm human. And any human needs to be able to connect with their emotions. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people around me criticized me and said, shouldn't, you know, it's it's part of Guru's hukam, you know, take it on the chin. You can't take the murder of your brother on your chin. It doesn't work like that. That's not human. And Guru gives us the permission to be human, to be ourselves and to be true in that reality. We don't need to pretend. We don't need to be images of perfection. We need to be ourselves. And that's the thing, as Gagan was sharing at the beginning, that we find the most difficult to do is to be authentic. We're so stuck in pretending and wearing these masks that we forget who we are. And it was in my darkest moment where I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what the next step looked like, um, but I wasn't in a good place at all. But I know that if I hadn't had this practice of 10 years with me at that time I wouldn't be sitting here now Mm -hmm. I don't know where I would be but I wouldn't be here so it is it is something that you need to make a part of you so it can show up in a in the moment when you need it the most right and I think for all of us you know we've made it a part of our practice it's a part of our everyday of who we are so when those bumps come it just takes the edge off to make them a little smoother i, think doing, yeah. um,
2: I connect so much with what you were saying because yogiji keeps um, saying this to us that this is just preparing us and i never understood what he meant until um <laughs> until things happened in my life as well which i wasn't prepared for at all and um, this was the moment where I understood, okay, this is this is what he means by preparation. Um, and this is where you really feel grateful in this moment. And this is where also um, Sangat comes in for me. So for me, it's not um, at all okay um, that if in this case you went through a really difficult time and then other people start judging you in this moment. For me, Sangat is in this moment um, to lift you up and to hold you. And n- none of us is perfect. And we all have our struggles and we all have our strengths. So for me, this sound family that we are means that we, we give each other the hand and help us with our struggles and share our strength. And this is so beautiful and so powerful and such a big part of this whole therapy, Guru Nanak, is taking us through as well, this community and sharing our strength and carrying us through our weaknesses without judging each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think yes. it's a sound family. We all we all understand
1: that this is these are tools for us to make us more capable and we 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 know that okay, we we got your back because we this is we're not perfect, we're all human, we're going through and we're there to support each other, but I think maybe others can't see that because they don't—they haven't gone through that—that that understanding or emotional awareness. So they just seem, you know what? Oh, I hope you're having a good day. By the way, can you do this? It's is very—we're not that connected anymore. So exactly. those conversations don't happen, and we can't show up for each other in those ways. Yeah. Um, it's, I find they very different when I have. Conversations with my my beautiful sang that globally, as opposed to even my friends that I meet, and um, just the the
0: interactions are very different with your colleagues as well. Um, yeah, that's that is an interesting observation how how our conversations and interactions are different in different circles. Um, the one thing that I've observed um, through the different wonderful guests that I've had on the show in the past weeks and months. Um, they feel a disconnect in compassion when it comes to listening, that the reason they, a lot of the people that I have spoken to, they don't reach into the Sikh and Punjabi community for Sangat. They go to other places because they feel judged. They feel like they don't belong. They feel like there's no compassion. Mm -hmm. And that I found really difficult and painful to to accept, that that is true for some people. because we miss that point of daya when it comes to listening. Um, and I can say that from my own experience. When when we were going through that as a family, the loss of my brother, so many people, sick people, Punjabi people, who came and said to my parents and to me that, um, you know, it was in Guru's hukam, you need to accept it. I think that was the most insensitive and oh, just like the most far-fetched thing you can say to a parent who's just lost their child. There's no there, There's no humanity in that moment. So um, that it just re-emphasized the, the importance of the work of connecting with our emotions so we know what they are feels like because we've been conditioned to this materialistic world where time is money, so things have to happen. And, you know, we haven't got time for emotions. Can you not just get over that quickly so we can get back to work? right
1: yeah it, it's very fascinating actually in the work setting because now you can observe your colleagues uh and you know how your boss is as well and uh and you know what how to handle a situation as well but also kind of help everybody else out of that one if you if you you're more aware of everyone's emotions but sometimes you do wish that can this i wish this person could see it for themselves mm-hmm. as well um and it just shows how important it is to how can how can we do have that education where it's we can be more emotionally intelligent and more emotionally aware of ourselves because for me coming in it took me years to be able to come to the space where i could piece away and be like okay i can you can sit down this wall i can make you can be comfortable okay i can step out of this space because I don't know it just yeah everyone has their own personal journey for me it took me years to be able to to take down some walls and be okay to do certain things and now looking back I say wow I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine myself to be feeling like this or even to be in this
2: situation so I feel very grateful hmm. I also think for many people it's insecurity how to how to connect emotionally, um, because they might think, okay, I've never experienced something like this. I don't know how to hold you in this situation. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is where the dogs become really powerful because they can connect my life experience to your life experience on an emotional level without us necessarily having to be going through exactly the same things because we all have really, really different life stories. But the dark helps us to connect so, so closely um, on an emotional level and at the same time, supports us with love and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's something you have to really study and learn in order to apply it. But I've experienced it so powerful in my conversations when somebody has asked me for advice or somebody just needed a listening ear. And I feel myself being more and more able to, to be that listening ear, which is also something you have to learn. It's not something mm-hmm. um, that, that we learn naturally in our society because nobody teaches us in our schools and mm. um, even, even in our um, music schools or music universities where we are practicing music, which is supposed to express emotions. Um, there's not much um, conversation about emotion, actually. So where yeah. do we know it from? If we don't have, are lucky enough to have parents or very close people who are very emotionally capable, then it actually means we have to learn it from, from there. and it's a journey. And I'm really grateful that I found a place uh, where I could learn this because these places are really rare, yes. and. It has just enriched my life so much to, to be more emotionally capable.
0: It's funny because when we're younger in school, we're taught to treat other people how we want to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. But as we get older, um, those those words mm-hmm. change. It becomes an eye for an eye, right? And it becomes very very much disconnected from one another. Instead of, you know, we are family, it's you are somebody else, you are an other, and this is me, and I'm about self-preservation. So I think this idea of community has been broken away over the years, and, you know, that's where we need to start building it. And I love that we're doing that at Raj Academy. We're building a beautiful family of conscious minds who gather through sound and want to immerse in that experience of healing and we're doing a similar thing here in the Core Voices community space as well is just to bring together like-minded souls and people um, what would each of you say um, or share with um, our beautiful Sangat and our beautiful family um, how can we connect with compassion
2: Oh, that's a big question,
0: beautiful question. (laughs) It's a small practice that you can share through the lens of Sikh music um, because we've been trained in this. Um, I just want to be able to give something back to the Sangat because it is difficult when you have to show up for somebody else who's going through a difficult time. If we know how to reach to our own compassion, it means that we can be fully present for somebody when they need us. So... How can we reconnect with our compassion?
2: For me, if I cannot be kind to myself, I will not be able to be kind to you. Um, not not truly, not in a reality. I might try to be kind to you and um, do my level best to be a support to you. But if I am judging myself and talking to myself uh, negatively all day, and then I try to sit with you and be kind in this moment. My mind won't, won't allow me to go in this mode because it will be really annoyed that I myself talk to myself really negatively all day. And now I should be kind to this other person. So to really reconnect to kindness means to be kind to ourselves first. And this is probably the hardest kindness to practice. It's um we have to become you know in my in my mind is this uh, word dayavati this this emotion which makes us very soft and very vulnerable in a beautiful way but it's something we might be afraid to to accept because we need to fight so much in our lives and yeah, reconnecting to this Dayabat, reconnecting to this true acceptance of yourself so that you can accept others and be kind to others as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Agree completely Naranjan and I think it's it is that presence when you have it within yourself that you can you can you're more stable and you're you're able to be that listening ear for somebody and Sometimes it just requires you to sit there and not think about 10 dozen things while you're listening to this person, but actually be there present, look at them if you need to hold their hand or just to sit there and just be a listening ear. And but show there that, that you have their full intention, attention and, and just be there. Um, I think that's a, a good step for you to even just to practice, like, can I focus, can I show up for this person by just being sitting here and listening to them and letting them express what they need to express. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we're very quick, even in like messages to say good morning or hi or how are you. It's so casual to say, oh, hi, how are you? How's your weekend? Mm-hmm. Good, that's it. Like, <laughs> and, like <laughs> seconds and it's end of story. Um, and I, one thing that we love, uh, that we do in our retiring meetings, is we do a proper check in. We, we share everything about what we're doing, how we're feeling, we put the motions there uh and we 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 don't say good that's, that's a no-no in here so it's it's about going deeper and creating those moments because if we don't do them then it just comes like a norm that is okay just to say the quick hi bye mm.
0: beautiful to take a moment and to connect with with they Dea. so they are these the sanskrit word for daya, which means the same thing, compassion. Um, and this is actually one of the ethics of being a sick, is to operate in daya, but we just have to remember to reconnect with it. It's it's easy to forget and be just in that day-to-day, you know, the grunt of everything, and you forget about those core principles that make us human. And at the front of them, number one is daya. And I think that's something that we all need to... to, to tune into, tap into and just express. So thank you for sharing those two little tips. Is it important to play an instrument to connect or to experience the therapy of sick music?
2: No, (laughs) no, it's not important. Um, I'm actually uh, helping as a tutor in the sound therapist training where we work without instruments. We just work through the power of the voice. And the voice is our main instrument. Um, the other tools we have, um, which are created by the gurus, they are a beautiful support. Half of my sound therapist group already has a duet because because um, as soon as you start this journey, you're just so fascinated by it and you want to play as well. And that's beautiful. But um, you can connect just with your voice. Um, You always have your voice with you wherever you are, it never leaves you. And um, it's the most powerful tool of your expression.
0: Mm. And Gagan, at what point of the journey do the instruments come in?
2: It
1: comes in as a guide, as a tool that is gonna help you to connect. yourself physically, I would say, because every time I go for my instrument, first it's always like, okay, my breath, my singing, and then, if I really need to stabilize myself, I've always gone to my instrument to. Okay, it's in my mind, my breath, my my physically, I'm in tuning myself uh, in alignment. Um, instrument is always there as a guide, and it's it synchronizes you, and it's it's beautiful process to go through and and enjoy. But like Norington said that your body is your 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 foremost instrument your, you've got the your breath your expression you've got the movement you're in beats you've got your inner rhythm going on and um, and yeah that's the that's a, the foremost if you can connect to that instrument then your your physical instrument is going to be a lot more easier
0: hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. so Those of you that don't know, um, there are special instruments created for Sikh music to support your emotional connection. Um, We we have a documentary, um, and I'll drop the link in a second, and you can learn more about those string instruments. We won't go into the the history and the heritage now. Um, We did cover some of that with yogi professor Surinder Singhji when they were on the show. Um, But I think understanding more about the value of how these instruments can play role in your development so my journey actually began with the Dilraba so that helped me to connect with my voice there's different ways to learn some of us are going to come in and we only want to work with voice and that's okay some of us want to start with the instrument some of us are going to start with our voice and turn to the instrument some of us are going to start with an instrument and then focus on the voice and it's all perfectly wonderful whichever way you choose to do it find your way and reach inside and connect with your voice. I just dropped a link to our wonderful teacher's website, which launched today to celebrate Raj Academy's 26th hey. birthday, <laughs> com. All of the courses that you'll be able to access here will help you to reach into your inner voice and express the truth of your emotions. So reach into that expression and celebrate it. Let sound be the vehicle to transport your emotions out of your body and let you feel free, like you've got wings again. That's the purpose of what sound is supposed to do. So please go and visit the website after the show. And I know that I've dropped a lot of links. There's more to come. So save them all. They'll be here after the show is done as well. Um, ladies, I um, wanted to ask, what is the difference between um, listening to kirtan that is sung in the correct rag versus kirtan that is not sung in rag? Niranjan, okay. Um,
2: for me, it's uh, you cannot even compare it. It's maybe the same as, a, as the difference between you sending me a text message which says, oh, okay, and you um, telling me, oh, okay. So if you send me a text message, I don't know if you are, um, I don't know, maybe you are upset and you're saying, oh, okay. Or maybe you are like, in a very um, compassionate <laughs> mode, and you're saying, "Oh, okay, uh, I don't know this from a text message." So if I don't use the rag which is prescribed for the particular shabbat, this means I just apply a different mood to this shabbat. Um, I I change the whole message. I might get into a fight with you because I understood that you were upset saying, oh, okay, in your text message, but you meant it very, very friendly. Um, This is what you do if you remove the raq from the Shabbat, you just change the whole context and you not just change the context, the *rag*s also um, have a power in themselves. We do sing alab, we do um, play the shan. So there are... um, musical forms of expression where we only use the rag. And those are healing, deeply healing as well. So there is a wisdom in the rag itself. And removing the rag makes kirtan not very different from any other music. We still have the, the um, shepherd, we still have the bani, but we remove
0: so much of the power that it carries. Mm. Gagan, would you like to add anything to that? I think it's just like
1: Noreen just said, beautiful that you can put any context to your words then or the, the Shabbat, what is intended, how Guruji intended it to be delivered. We have suddenly decided, oh, it might be a, a sad one. We put a happy tune to it and all of a sudden it's completely transformed the message and it's, it puts it out of context. And sometimes even when we're speaking to somebody and we don't like it, when we put our, somebody takes our words out of context, whereas all of a sudden, it's like an, oh my gosh, you took my words uh, out of, and there's a whole argument can go about it. And um, so I think it's the same, that we we should really look at the context of how, how the Shabbat is to be delivered, how it's to be understood and felt, because we completely change the whole meaning if it's, if it's completely out or
0: wrong with them. Mm. And I agree with both of you. Um, I think that you're both correct. A lot of people might have different opinions that um, that might be a bit too hard hitting, um, that we should have more flexibility and any type of recitation of Gurbani is gonna have a positive impact. Um, but I I encourage you to think outside of the box, I encourage you to do a little bit of unlearning um, about some of the preconceptions you might have towards Gurbani. Um, I operate from a place of simplicity and this is why I appreciate the teachings in Raj Academy because they are not um, influenced by an individual opinion, they are rooted in fact and research and education. And each student is encouraged to go on a journey of education and research so that you can feel completely comfortable with your, the, the belief system that you're going to be creating, the values that you'll be holding within you and, and how you sit in the space of Sikh music. If we want to connect with that power of Girtan that Guru Nanak gave to us, then we need to use the exact tools and instructions that were given to us If we go to a doctor with an ailment and we are given a prescription, we will come home and we will follow that prescription if we want to have the desired outcome. If we do not follow that prescription, if the doctor says take these pills three times a day on an empty stomach and take it with milk and you come back home and you've just had uh, like a five course meal and you decide to drink. Uh Coca-Cola with your pills, and you take all three of them at the same time, they're not going to have the same result. At that moment, you cannot fault the doctor for giving you an incorrect prescription. The fault lies with us um, in failing to follow the prescription. Mm-hmm. And um, although that might sound really heavy, I just want to be this isn't this is how I feel about this, but this is rooted in my research also. Um, Emotionally, the Shabbat will have a different impact on us when it's sung in the correct prescribed rag versus not being sung in rag at all. It does have a very different psychological and emotional impact on us. If we want to connect with the teachings of Guru Sahib, then we have to firstly become sick, we have to be on the path of learning and growing and researching. And unlearning and then relearning what is right. Right according to Guru Sab, Guru Grant Sahib Ji is written in rag. We have been given the prescription, we have been given the clear instruction. Our gurus created instruments with the intention to heal our souls so that we can sing our pain away. If we use those Sikh string instruments with the prescribed rag written on that specific shabad and we do not interfere in any way but we use the tools that were given, there is no way that your heart, your mind and your body will not be healed because that is what Guru saab guarantees when they say Sarab rog ka When they say Gaviye sunye man that's how you take home that bundle of joy once you've released through listening and singing that pain that is within you. When we use the tools that were given, when we follow the instructions, so there is a big difference to listening to Gita that is in the prescribed rag, using the hukam of Guru Sab versus shabad that is not sung in rag, um, and. I, I apologize for those of you that won't appreciate my answer. But if you feel uncomfortable with what I said, that's a good thing. Hold on to that discomfort and let it be your pathway to learning. Let it open up that gateway where you ask questions and you research and you start to understand why did our gurus go through the pain of assigning raas onto every single shabad. If they were not important, they wouldn't be written there. So... I think that that was, from my perspective, I wanted to put that on the table just to give some clarity um, that this comes from a place of science. It comes, as uh, Niranjan, you were saying, this is a prescribed therapy. And many people will be wondering that how, how would you prescribe or assign a rag when somebody is suffering with you know, a particular, uh, a particular problem, are there rags that are assigned to particular types of, of difficulties and problems?
2: You know, I just wanted to add what you just said. For me, it makes absolutely no sense to go and seek an answer from Guru and then ignore half of the answer that Guru is giving. Why would I, why would I ask a question? and look for help, and then not read the answer properly. So, um, it's not, I mean, as I said, I'm not coming from a background where I'm culturally accustomed to particular practices of how Kirtan is sung um, in the, I would say, mainstream world, but this doesn't matter at all because it is your personal relationship to Guru. And if you want to seek from Guru, then you have to understand the language Guru is speaking in. Otherwise, there is no point of taking a hukam or um, reading bani or doing all those practices. Why, why do you do it if you don't want to understand it in all its dimensions in the full message? Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, coming to your to your actual question, yes. Um, every rag can be used for a particular um, problem, but it's not something you can just write in a book, like, I don't know, this person has a broken heart, so this person needs a rag match. It's not that easy because you have to find out in every trauma, in every um, difficulty, there are very many different stages that you go through, different emotions, um, popping up at different times, our personal, like our personality, how we react to different triggers um, is very, very different. So this is where the listening comes in. This is where the therapist needs to bring in his own experience and his compassion and his listening or her listening to um, really connect to what do we need in this moment for this particular person. What can this person absorb? This person might need Suhi, but I might have to start with a different drug um, to to release the stress first or um, to to give this person a space where um, he or she can relax. So it is very specific, but it's not um, because it works with emotions. It's not something we can, Um, write down as information it's something we have to connect to each and every therapist each and every teacher individually um, in their
0: course of study before you can apply it. Lovely thank you Mm. Catherine would you like to add anything to that? Um, Two points actually the point also that you shared was uh, important as well because
1: um, and Narenjan beautifully said as well that we're looking for an answer we should we should read the whole answer then if we want to receive it but i think most people if we all agree that that if shabbat is a healing however you want to speak it you want to sing it if it has a purpose for healing then we should take it as medicine with the prescription and sometimes we confuse it that it is just music and then that's where it kind of takes it into a whole different dimension that oh we can express it how we like, but if it's for medicine, you're always gonna have a prescription and there, and there's a particular way that you would go about doing it. Um, with the whole Sikh music train, I think it's beautiful in the sense that you get to be your self-diagnosed, you can do that for yourself, but also once you get to that understanding of all the different emotions and the rags, that are there, and yes, it's not. We can't generalize it. Um, there's a few that you could say, yes, I need to. You can give to somebody as a guide and support, but it all comes down to being able to understand yourself. So the more you you can be more connected to yourself, you you know what what works with somebody. What 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 is my go to uh, rug, which is the one that helps me. Which ones that can, and then because now as Ourselves as uh, who are learning in the community, and also in the sangat and the uh, the teachers, we we all have our, our go-to rags. We have our we have our rags that we've now selected, and we, we we use them in so many different ways. And it comes like a, a toolkit, and it's and then we can. It's much easier for us to share with other people. But in order for somebody to come in and say, just give me a list, is is not really. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the best way to do. Uh, because you're not creating that uh, know-how and that step of uh, seeking really within because we can take it and give it to you. You can listen to it, but you it's like just listening to goodbye. I would say it has an effect, but unless I'm actually physically going in and understanding it in its context, will it have the full power effect? Because mm. I... I can't just say, okay, I'm gonna put on a CD or I'm gonna put on an audio, play something on my iPhone and listen to an audio track and I'm gonna be, that's gonna be it. I feel great, I feel relaxed. I find that very, just at the top level, it's very, just scraping the top. There's so much, there's so, so much underneath that
0: you could, that is just waiting for you to be explored. Mm. I love that, I love that, thank you. Um. What would you say to somebody um who feels that it's not important to learn rag or to sing in rag as long as mm-hmm. when you're singing Shabad or Kirtan you sing from your heart. Gagan, I'm gonna bring that to you first. I think similar to what I just
1: shared before was that if it's if you take our context, there's there's so many ways and I don't think it's not going to have the fuller power effect and if we feel that if guru is we say that this is our guru then we should follow what's written and what the what the Shabbat says in front of you because that's just taking my my own uh perspective my own judgment okay I'm gonna take this but how I want it mm. if we i already had the answer I wouldn't go there in the first place so Beautiful. Um, if I'm going to go there, then I should be willing to willing to do the work, but also willing to at least allow myself to experience it. Um, what's been said, how it's been sung, to explore it, and it's not that hard, to be honest. I wouldn't say. I think there is a myth about Rags well, being very hard, but with the whole Sikh music training, Rajkamal kind of learned that there is no middle person. It's it's in three years you get the whole everything the whole learning is in front of you to explore um and i think that's a beautiful part that you don't have to wait for somebody you don't have to rely on anybody and it's similar to what gunai did was like take out the middle person make connect you to gurbani everyone has access to city guran saiji it's at the door the door is open it's just for you waiting for you
0: to step in mm so beautiful thank you for sharing that nitrogen would you like to add anything to that
2: this was already so beautiful i mean <laughs> your question is basically what does from the heart mean how can i sing from the heart if i haven't put real effort into it and if i go to the doctor and i need a nose surgery? But the doctor gives me an ear surgery, but he does it from the heart, I won't appreciate it, right? Because he hasn't made <laughs> <proper diagnose>. no, <laughs> the surgery. I don't care if you it from the heart or not. I I want my nose to be fixed. Um, so we, we need the diagnose to happen. Um, <laughs> sorry. But it it sounds funny, but that's actually what it is. If we don't diagnose if we don't use the full um, mechanism which brings together the tool the technique and the um, Shabbat and creates a solution a mantra out of this then we haven't done anything we have just played some music but that's not the purpose of kirtan. that's not the purpose of um, spiritual growth or um, therapy that's just making sounds and trying to do it from the heart. But what do I have from this doing it from the heart if it doesn't fix
0: this um, thing inside of me that needs to be fixed? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, can I just appreciate that was hilarious. <laughs> I loved the analogy. That was so perfect. <laughs> I, I had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great result of your long day. <laughs> <I enjoyed it. laughs> But how beautifully said. I, I appreciate that very, very much. And I think just to, to add in my, my own perspective there is um, I agree with both of my fantastic sisters. They're hilarious. I'm still laughing, Niranjan. Um That it doesn't matter how pure our intentions are. If this is a space of learning, learning is an active process. It means development. It means evolution. It means engagement. How are you investing and engaging in your siki? What did you learn new today that helped you to be better than yesterday? What was that learning? Did you reflect on that? If you didn't, then you're stagnant. And I don't, mean to, I don't mean this to be in a judgmental way. I'm just talking from a Sikhi angle that how do we place Guru and how do we place us as the Sikh? Guru is the teacher. We are not the teacher. We are not perfect. We have a lot of work to do and a lot of learning to do. We will learn until the day that we die. There will never be a day where you don't learn. If that day comes, then you paused your Sikhi. And if Sikhi is a way of life, it's every day, every breath, every step, we're looking to improve. So here, when it comes to Kirtan, why do we not have the same attitude of quality? If we want to put something pure in a dish and so give it to our Guru and say, Guru, please take this, take my emotions and take this as my offering to you because I can't give you anything more than myself, then We should do that extra work, that extra effort to make sure that we present our emotions in the most beautiful way, which means following the hukam. It is a hukam. On every Shabbat, there is a rag written, except for Japji and Salok, Vara, and Vadik at the end of Guru Sab. The whole of Guru Guru Granth Sabji and Gurbani is written in rag. And if we are closing our eyes to that and using our ignorance as an excuse, then we're not on the path of Sikhi. And as I said, if that makes you feel uncomfortable, sit with your discomfort, feel where is it coming from? Did I hit your ego? Where did I hit? I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm saying, let's wake up. Let's give the quality of our love, like the purest of our love to Guru, not just the surface level of what we think is love, but is actually attachment or is just that placebo effect where we think that this makes us feel good, let's do it. If you want Sikh music to be therapeutic for you and to heal you, you need to do the work. You need to find your instrument. Is it your voice? Is it one of the six saj that the gurus created? You need to learn about rag. You need to learn the musical side and the emotional side of the rag. Rags in Sikh music do not belong in the time theory. There is no time for when you laugh or when you cry or when you feel sorrow. Sikh music is a different learning process and you need to connect with the Shabad as it's written in the purity of Guru Granth Sahib Ji following the hukam of the rag, That's our responsibility as Sikh. We can't use any excuses anymore. Now that you've engaged in this, Sangat, you've just learned that that's not acceptable. So let this be a step in your learning process, but know that the therapy can't work until you start to work.
2: Hmm. Right? Definitely, yeah. yes. And it's not something we should do because we feel um, forced to do it by some hukam as an order or a, um, something we are afraid of. Mm. There's a reason Guru gives this hukam, he gives it with so much love so that we can grow and we can heal it's not that he wanted to restrict us and give us a rule just so that we don't have fun singing kids and there, there is a purpose behind it there is so much to discover and as i said earlier even if you connect to one rag in your life and you really 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 connect to this rag, mm-hmm. this will open a whole new world it's not about knowledge and gathering information and knowing all the nodes of all the rocks by heart it's not that all about this. It's about making an emotional connection even to one Shabbat or even to one small mantra in the dark, bringing it all together, your body, mind, soul, your life experience, the pronunciation um, and the the musical mood, the sounds. Mm. It's so beautiful to experience this and in this moment where it all connects and you're like, okay, this makes so much sense and this makes me feel so good and so happy. And I don't want to stop doing this ever. (laughs) Yes. Mm. completely agree. I think that
1: that moment of union is, is, is everything's worth it. So if you really, if you're really looking for that connection and that, transformation that full power of the gurbani. then no questions asked you just go for it you want to experience it then let's go you'll be super excited let's go see what happens um yeah. so i think that should be more of the the feeling if you really wanted the the full power effect and the track and the change and feel it the connection um if you didn't then you would find the excuses
0: mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, this is, as you know, this is something that we all are passionate about and it's, this is my life source. This is what I live and breathe every single day. I can't exist without this. If you take Kirtan out of my world, I will disintegrate. Like it's, it's my oxygen. And um, I feel that it needs to be shared more widely in a practical way, as we had the the opportunity and the great privilege to experience, you know, not many people have access to that form of knowledge. And I can say that because I met many other teachers along my journey, but none that ever shared with me the value of Gurbani in this context. Um, and I'm glad that we all found each other and that we found this path. and we want to share that space with everybody who's who's listening, who's tuning in. If you feel called, if something resonates, you know, click, click those links, copy and paste them into your browser and go and check out what's going on. There are lots of wonderful things happening in this week to celebrate with you and to celebrate you. You have made us possible. You've made it possible for us to hold space in Raj Academy and to be there for you. Um, so let's see how we can continue to do that work. Before we wrap up, um, I'd like to ask you guys, what do you think um, or why do you think that this knowledge hasn't been given the acknowledgement that it deserves or the, the space in our community that it deserves? Um, what, what's your opinion about that?
1: For me, the first thing that comes to mind is just the, the lack of, education maybe because it's just being stirred in a way that it's or Sikh music or Naad is seen as music under the music uh, category and hence it's taken a different uh, angle it's more performance and everyone's like oh I have to sing I have to have an instrument I have to have perfection um, whereas the very opposite this is we come so It's the complete opposite side of the pole of what um, Gurbani is about. It's a it's a science, there's a healing, there's medicine, it's it's so much more than what music is. And I think it's the whole journey of it maybe has taken a different it's been diverted. And it's just for us as a Sangha to realise that and if we all acknowledge that Gurbani is healing, then we will find that connection again with it. And not look at it as a a hobby. Uh, sometimes I feel like some people do. Uh, I came in myself trying to connect to Gubani, but it was I had that feeling. Oh, maybe it's a hobby, but it shouldn't be a hobby. It should be mm-hmm. my is like you know, just re- um, shared. It's your it's your oxygen. It keeps you going. It's your it's it's making you who you are into your full capacity. Um, I think it just yes, yeah, the lack of education that is. And how it's just being perceived in our community is the biggest obstacle that is seen as a, a music class. It's when I go into these spaces and trying to constantly re-speak that narrative, you know what? This is this is or this is Sikh music, and this is what it's for. Um, so I hope the listeners will take something away, and everybody who engages in our our work understands that you that you have a different understanding of what Sikh music is from today.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Kagan. For me, um, I mean, also um, speaking for other communities as well, um, for me, Sikh music is something that is unparalleled, there is nothing like Sikh music. I have been to many different um, kinds of therapy i've researched into many many different areas because i'm a very curious person and i want to learn um things but nothing in my life has been so effective and so so powerful as sick music has been and it has been seven years now and there was not one day where i thought okay i'm i'm done with that i'm through with that um let the next thing follow there's no end to it this wisdom is so so vast and so profound. And I think um, we should take it out of the cultural box of um, being restricted to Punjabi communities. We should make it available for everyone. And we should try to find ways to bridge the cultural phobia. Um, People seeing even me now uh, wearing might have star and um, they have all sorts of misconceptions in their minds why i might do this so um, building this bridge because there's a lot of insecurity there's a lot of um, anxiety in in most people and we need to uh, we need to find ways to connect because that's our job as uh, sound therapists we need a way to connect to bridge those gaps which are very superficial, like little bumps, and bring sick music to all those spaces where it is needed. Because there is nothing that can really do the same thing. I haven't found anything, yeah. and this is why I really feel so inspired to to make those connections between what was my world, my my culture, my. Where I come from and between this what is now my world and it is as much my world as is my own culture it is because it's not a culture it's a, it's a way to communicate with myself with myself that's what it is and definitely lack of education also plays a massive role in two ways the first way is the um what I was saying cultural misconceptions people um not knowing the purpose of a turban, not knowing um, many, many, many things about Sikhs and Sikhi, but why don't they know those things? Um, also, because who who really um, has that knowledge? If I meet a Punjabi on the street, ninety-nine out of hundred won't be able to share with me this part of Sikh music therapy, this part of um, of the wisdom. So lack of education on all sides probably, which prevents us from just making a connection and starting to use it. And we, we experienced this a lot in our um, trainings and I was exactly the same. Um, for one or two years we are just busy um, breaking all those misconceptions and all those doubts and all those um, anxieties of, oh my god, this is, I don't know, I don't believe in this, I, whatever all those like um insecurities which we all have and it's so sad because there's so much to discover and we just have to make this very little step out of our
0: comfort zone and start learning Mm. the gateway to learning is a beautiful one (laughs) (laughs) you guys have been fantastic It has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you both. And um, before we close the show, um, I'd like each of you to uh, leave our our Sangat, our listeners, our viewers with a message. So, Gagan, what message would you like to leave with the Core Voices community? Thank you for
1: tuning in. And taking that first step to listen and uh, just understand and explore from what we've been sharing today I would say first thing is try to try to connect to yourself um, find your what how are you how are you speaking to your mind and how are you how are you communicating and that's the the biggest connection you can create with your your inner self is when you you're connected with your your mind and your, your body. I think that's a, find that communication balance and you, you'll find that drive or where you wanna go. What, what are you seeking? And that it will take you there. Um, so I would say first find your your inner drive by
0: communicating to your, yourself and your mind. Mm. Thank you. And Niranjan, what message would you like to leave for the Core Voices community?
2: I would like to say, look within and find the world you are dreaming of. Find that vision of the most perfect world you can imagine, and then become a person that lives in that world. Become become this. And sound, na yoga, Sikh music, will help you to become this..
0: Mm-hmm that's so beautiful so so beautiful and um, it's been an absolute joy to have you both on the show and we know that the celebrations for raj academy are going to be continuing through the week and um, i will be hosting a free music therapy workshop tomorrow and um, the link is in the comments and to contact raj academy I've popped the email address there as well, which is hello at rajacademy.com. Our website is currently under construction and we have some exciting things coming up for you. So please look out for our wonderful and beautiful new website, which will be coming shortly in the next few weeks, hopefully sooner. Um, Stay connected with us. If you feel called to join the movement to revive Sikh music, reach out to Raj Academy, drop an email and let us be there to support you in your journey of healing and transformation and finding your better self. Um, This is a world that is ritual free, the same world that Guru Nanak said gave to us. So let's try to support each other to recreate a world free of rituals, free of segregation, where we exist as one in that ikonkar and our exteriors, don't matter. Our souls unite and connect through that journey of sound. It's been a pleasure um, to share this with you all today. And I want to remind you all to go and check out yogiofsound.com, beautiful new website that launched today with lots of amazing content that will help you to begin your journey of sound and freeing your inner voice. So if you want to connect just with yourself to begin with and take those steps one by one, making that exploration, go over and check out yogiofsound.com and celebrate with us this week and for the rest of the year with Raj Academy to just just shout off the top of the roof how great Sikh music is as a tool for therapy. Gagan and Niranjan, you thank have you. both been fantastic. And on behalf of the whole of the Core Voices community, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for you to be here today and celebrate your birthday with us live on air with our global sangat. Thank, Thank you
2: so much Jasir. So this was so exciting because I've been listening to your shows and now I'm on the show. <laughs> Thank you for having us and for holding this space so beautifully every week. Um it's really really wonderful to to listen to all those conversations
0: and always an a big inspiration, so thank you for that wonderful work. Thank you, thank you. It's a beautiful community that tunes in and helps us to hold that space every week. So, thank you for your love, Nirenjan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gagan. So beautiful and so wise. <laughs> thank you. I don't want to let you guys go, but we're going to wrap up for today, and I want to thank every single member of our amazing, beautiful Core Voices community for tuning in. And please join us again next week for another amazing show. Thank you for tuning in to Core Voices.